is our God. Sing with me how great is our God. And all will see how great, how great is our God. How great is our God. Sing with me how great is our God. And all will see how great, how great is our God. How great is our God. Sing with me how great is our God. And all will see how great, how great is our God. We love you, Jesus. Let's give my hand clap, guys. It's tough right here. God's a good God, I tell you. Amen. Amen. God is good Amen. all the time. And all the time, Amen. God is good. Well, today's message is going to be being teammates in a relationship. It doesn't always have to be marriage. My son Josh is dating Holly over here, and they still, they're in a relationship. You still have to be teammates in it. You still have to do things to help each other out, to work together. It's no different than a marriage over here. A young marriage, a young marriage. You have to communicate, you have to talk, you have to be teammates in it. It doesn't matter what it is. So uh, I'm going to walk around with this. I hope you all don't mind. Usually I stand right there and uh, have it right there by my table. But we're going to change it a little bit here. The scripture I want to use today in being teammates is uh, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. And, and I'm going to use the NIV and the Message Bible. If uh, I forgot to mention this to you, but there's some notebooks here if you need to, to uh, take notes or if you need prayer, uh, a prayer request, feel free to fill that out. I, I apologize. Uh, ladies, you all received a bag. In the bag, as you all probably noticed already, if you hadn't opened it already, but the gift card is a $5 gift card for Starbucks. So you all can enjoy uh, whatever it is you all call it. I don't drink coffee, so I don't know. But, uh, but I'm going to start out with reading the Scripture. And it's going to be 1 Corinthians 13, 4-8. through 8. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It's not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. You know, I could read that and it's just words to a lot of people. But I'm going to do something different. I'm going to put your name in here. Because this is how you're supposed to be. Not just you, but me as well. Are you ready? Josh is patient. 
Holly is kind. Anita doesn't envy. She doesn't boast. David's not proud. Hmm? Donnie's not rude. Come on. Why not put those words, your name, where, where it's supposed to be love? Because we're, we're supposed to be imitators of God. It says it. In Ephesians 5.1, it says be an imitator of God. How many times do we sit there and say, I want to be just like Jesus. I want to live it. I want to walk it in every area of my life. I want to do these things. And, but the thing is, is that God wants you to show love in everything that you do. Hmm? Vanessa does not delight in evil, but she rejoices with the truth. Come on. How about George always protects? Hmm? Come on. George always trusts. Why not? Why not these words? Why don't you put your name in the areas right there? Eloy always hopes. Eloy always perseveres. Okay? Jesus never fails. Why not be an imitator of the Lord in every area, every area of your life? The Message Bible reads it like this. Love never gives up. Love cares more for others than yourself. Come on. And that's how it's supposed to be in a relationship, in a marriage. I say relationship because there's people here that aren't married and they, and they want to be in a relationship, but they need to know what the areas of their life that they need to change. Love cares more for others than for self. Love doesn't want what is, it doesn't have. Love doesn't strut. Doesn't have a swelled head. Doesn't force itself on others. We're talking about love here. And this is how we're supposed to be, imitators of God. It's always me first. Isn't, let me rephrase that. Isn't always me first. Doesn't fly off the handle. Doesn't keep score of the sins of others. Come on, we have a hard time right there alone. That's a message in itself. Come on, they wronged me. I'm going to show them because they wronged me. I'm going to wrong them back. What does the Bible say not to do? Not to do that. That's the first thing we always want to do. They want to keep score. I, I owe him one. That guy wronged me. Come on. Doesn't revel when others grovel. Doesn't take pleasure in the flowering, flowering of truth. Puts up with anything. Uh, trust God always. Always looks for best. Never looks back, but keeps going to the end. These are just a couple of uh, the Message Bible and the NIV translations that we need to do in our life. We need to walk in love. And in a relationship, in a relationship, that's hard to do sometimes. Because you know what? My husband did me wrong. He ain't no good. That woman of mine, I'll tell you what, man, she just nags, nags, nags. We can't be doing that. We got to walk it. There's always going to be ups and downs in any relationship you're in. It's not always going to be perfect. It's not. But the thing is, is how you handle that storm, what you go through is going to determine how your marriage is going to be. That's the difference in a marriage. My wife and I have been married 25 years. I've told you that. But the thing is, is in those 25 years, we've had our ups and downs. I guarantee it. it when we first got married, there was a lot of downs. But the thing is, now there's a lot of ups. There's a lot of upside. Why? Because we persevered. We got through it. We started talking right to each other. Okay? In Ephesians 5, it talks about how a, a, a wife is supposed to submit to her husband. I've said it before, and, and so you know, I, I thought a woman is supposed to be behind me. Walk behind me, woman. That's, a, that's where you're supposed to be. You know, she finally told me one time, you know, that's a good idea. That way I could kick you. You know? 
I ain't lying. She's not in here right now, but that's exactly what she said. Every three steps, I can give you a little kick. You know where? I'm like, wait a minute. I said, didn't it say submit? Doggone it. Something's wrong here. But the thing was, is that's what I expected because that's what I was taught. But the thing was, is it was all wrong. That was wrong. I need to show her the love and, 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 and know what Genesis tells me about a woman that she's supposed to be a helpmate, a helper. Okay? Not someone that's supposed to be behind me. She's supposed to be right next to me. Now, you're still the head of the house. David and Anita, we all stand up here. Josh, you come over here for a second. How about you, Greg? You mind coming just for a second? I want to show you something that we do. Just stand like you are. That's fine. And then Josh and, and Greg just right there. Now, the thing is, is God made the man the head of the house. That's what he did. That's what he did. We didn't ask for it. Just stand right here, both of y'all. And, um, and I'm going to show you an example. And hopefully this will stick. I've used it before and hopefully it'll, I'll keep using it and, and people will understand. This is God right here. Okay? This is Jesus. Then you got the husband and the wife. Okay? There's an order in, in, in everything God does. It's order. It's not chaos. Okay? And the thing is, is that when Jesus came on the earth, everybody wanted to make Him God, our King, our Lord. That's what they kept saying. Why don't you become King now? Why don't you do this, do that? And Jesus kept saying, He kept saying, that's not what I'm here for. I'm here for my Father's business. I know the order I'm supposed to be in. I'm not going to jump ahead of who God is. It's not my time. It's not my time. See, and the thing is, He had it right. All He ever did was walk away when people would say, be our King, be our Lord. They wanted to, to glorify Him now. He says, it's not my time. He knew. He says, I have an order here, and God is in charge. I'm under Him. I know that. Okay, You're not going to change the order. And the thing is, is then God put the head of the house, the husband next. Okay? And then the wife. Okay? The head of the house and then the wife. Not that she's any lower or anything like that. That's his helpmate. Okay? But y'all switch around. The thing is, is a lot of times in a lot of marriages, we have the order wrong. We have the wife and then the husband. And what you'll see, you'll see it in their marriage. You'll see how they walk, how they talk, who they are. Okay? There's chaos in that marriage. Is there chaos here? No, because there's an order. And it's no different. The order should be, y'all go ahead and flip back around, with the husband and the wife. And that's how it's supposed to be. Wives, I'm talking to you now. If you want to switch it around, it's not right. That's a disorder. That's not right. Okay? Does that make sense? Amen. And the thing is, is that he's the head of the house. God's going to come to him when there's an issue. He's not going to go to her. When he went into the Garden of Eden, who did he ask for? Adam, where are you? Even though Eve is the one that bit of the fruit and whatever, he said, Adam, where are you? First thing he did, she did it. She did it. Seriously, that's exactly what happened. But the thing was, is there was order. God went straight to Adam. He said, he went straight to the head of the house. He said, because of you, what you didn't do is teach your wife and show her what you were supposed to be doing, I'm coming to you. <coughs> I'm coming to you. Go ahead, y'all can sit down. Thank you. But do you, do you understand that example? Okay? The head of the house is the husband. If Ladies, if you want to take over and be the head of the house, you better be careful. There's going to be chaos in your homes. Big time. Big time. Big time. And that's not even counting when you have kids. 
I'm talking about just now with just being married. Wait till you have kids. It's going to really be chaotic in your house. Because you know why? Because the husband, as a dad, wants to protect, defend, teach, train up a child in the way he should go. That's a dad's responsibility as well as a mom. But the dad is going to sit there and say, son, I want to talk to you about something. He gets on him a little bit, maybe even gives him a whooping. And then the mom right away sits there and says, wait, 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 wait. No, mom, you better be careful. Because right now when he or she is this tall, this is when they start getting disciplined. Not when they're this tall. It's too late when they're this tall. Okay, they're not going to listen to you. They're going to be running the show. So when they're this big, I'm trying to help you here. I hope you understand that. If you do that with your kids, you be careful. Moms, dads, work together in this. Know from the start that, you know what, we're going to teach them up in the way they should go starting here, not when they're here, okay? In my case, son's case, it's here, you know? But the thing is, is that we discipline them. It was nothing wrong. I didn't beat them. But when you do discipline your kids, let them know why you discipline them. Don't just say, because I said so. That doesn't teach them anything. Grab them and tell them, son, daughter, let me explain to you why I did this. There's reason behind it. I don't want you to have issues later on, problems later on. Wives, if you have a problem with your husband disciplining, pray about it and ask the Lord to help you. Okay? I'm not telling you to change. You change because you see that you need to change. In every area that I talk about here, I ask you to pray about it. Say, Lord, is that for me? Do I need to change in this area? Okay? That's what, I'm just here to teach you. If you don't receive it, that's between you and God. I'm just going with what God tells me to teach, okay? And then if you see that you need to be taught in this area or, or learn, get you some good books that will teach you. Get under a good teacher that can help you and train you and teach you. What do I need to change in my relationship? These are areas of your relationship that you want to change. Why? Because you want to please your spouse, whoever he or she might be. You want to be able to go up another level in them intimately, we're all adults here. I'm not telling you anything that you probably don't already know. I'm just going to bring it across. Okay? If you want to get intimate with your spouse, you be careful on how you do it. Okay? I mean, it's not just, hey, it's my turn. I'm going. Let's go. I'm ready. Husbands, talking to you. Give her her time. Give her the time that she needs and she desires. So if it takes her rubbing her feet, then you rub her feet. You know? If it takes to where you need to rub her back, rub her back. If those are the things that you desire, that she needs to get her intimately ready, it's okay to spend that time with each other. Like I said, we're adults here. Now, I'm not telling you something that you don't already know, but sometimes, man, we're stubborn, we're hard-headed, we're knuckleheads. We miss out on these little things because we didn't know about it. No one showed us. I'm trying to help you here. If you want to get intimate, and one day you will, and some people, okay, spend that quality time with your wife. You will see a difference when you do. When you give her, when you look her in the eyes and talk to her, those are important to her. To you, it might not be important to hear her talk, okay? If that's why if you, man, if you go to church, and the wife didn't get to go because she wasn't feeling well, chances are she's going to come and ask you what they say at church today. 
They talked about God. Okay. Is there a little bit more detail? Women, a little bit more detail. They want to know everything. Well, what did he say? That he's good. Seriously, that's how we think. We don't go into detail. If you ask a woman, husbands, if you go home sick or stay at home sick, and the wife goes to church, you ask her, honey, I was church? Fine, but let me tell you where I parked. Oh my goodness, I had to walk so far. And then, honey, are you going to believe this? This lady, you should have seen what she was wearing. Wait a minute, we don't need to know all that. What's wrong with God is good, everything's fine. You know, the pastor spoke about God. And you hadn't, you hadn't even told them about what God's, uh, the, the pastor spoke about. You, just, you hadn't even walked in the door. And these are the words coming out of women's mouth because they're a little bit more detailed. They like to talk about everything. Guys, we go fishing. We say, hey, by the time we leave, that's all we've said. <laughs> How many fish did you catch? Three? You? Five? And we're in the same boat. And we don't even say anything to each other, and that's okay. That's how guys are, okay? All right. I know that's none of y'all. I'm talking to people about the people that didn't show up. Those are the ones I'm talking about. No, you need to ask the Lord to help you change in the areas that you need to change, whether it be in, in intimacy. Some guys like that, or some ladies even, are difficult in that area, and it's okay. But the thing is, is ask the Lord to help you. Say, Lord, change me. I want to be able to satisfy my husband or my wife in this area of my life. I want to be able to get to know them better, Lord. I want, to, I want everything to change in our marriage for the better, Lord. The Bible says in Matthew 16, 24, to pick up your cross daily. If we're going to walk in love, we need to ask God to help us daily. Lord, I want to go up another level daily, Lord. In my marriage, Lord, I don't want it to be where we're arguing in our relationship, Lord. I'm tired of arguing. Lord, change me in this area of my life, in my marriage, Lord. Why is it that you're so much nicer at work than you are at home? Why? You know why? One, you want to keep your job. <laughs> but number two, number two, you want people to think that you're just the sweetest thing. But when you get home, oh my goodness gracious. You have to be careful with that. You know why? Because that person that's at home is the one that's the most important thing in your life. You're one now. You're one now. God put you together. It says that in the Bible that the man leaves his father and mother and becomes one with his wife. Okay? That hasn't changed. It hasn't changed. One of the things that I forgot to add, if you about uh, uh, parenting earlier when, when I was talking about raising up a child, if you don't teach them, if you don't discipline them, if you don't show them which way to go, I guarantee it they'll be back in your house 5, 10, 15 times. I promise you. We teach our kids how to save, how to tithe. We teach them about the Lord. I'm not bragging. I'm just telling you the truth. Why? Because I don't want to be later on supporting them. Uh, that's the flat out truth. Number one, it says to train up a child in the way he should go. If you don't, I guarantee it, they'll be coming home every six months. Teach a child in the way they should go. I forgot to mention that earlier about how important it is to teach them about the discipline of tithing. 
The discipline of saving. We taught our kids from day one. You tithe 10%, you save 10%. The rest is for you and your bills. My kids have got money. Why? Because they saved. They were taught to save. Okay? I want you all to know that. If you have little ones, and most of you do, teach them. I don't care if you give them a dollar. Ten cents is God's. Ten cents is yours to save. you got 80 cents to do with whatever you want to do with. Teach them with a dollar. Give them ten dimes at the start. Let them know that. We want to walk in love. We want to walk in forgiveness. But we don't show it at home with our spouse. Why? Why? Why do you have to be miserable every day? Why? Wherever you go, people are like, oh man, here she comes again. Oh man, there he is. Dude, I don't like when he works with me. Really? Think about it. Why not have that peace and love and joy in the Holy Ghost all the days of your life? Walk it, talk it, live it. Why? Because one day somebody's going to say, what's different about you? Man, I want what you got. What is it? I want to see it in my life how it is in your life. Those are the things that you need to do. Always be changing from glory to glory to glory to going up another level in Christ. Think about it. Stay as nice as you can to your spouse. Because, I mean, seriously, one day, them kids are going to be grown and gone. That's one thing that I honored my wife so much about. Married 25 years. But in those 25 years, we've been best friends from the beginning to now. I kid you not. We have an awesome relationship. Isn't that right? <laughs> <laughs> No, we have an awesome relationship. If it's okay with her, we have an awesome relationship. No, I'm just teasing. Uh, we have an awesome relationship. It's because we knew that one day our kids were going to be gone. We knew that they were going to be gone and it was just going to be us. I, I love her. I love being around her. I love going to a movie with her. I love having lunch during the day with her. You know, when the kids were in school, uh, she would stay home. I was fortunate. We were fortunate enough to where she could stay home. But when she was home, we'd go watch a movie during the day. Spend, spend an afternoon, go eat lunch. Come home, pick up the kids, and enjoy the kids. We enjoyed our family time. We were taught by Pastor Hallam quite a bit of this stuff. The book you have is called Family Under Construction. It was such a good book. If you don't have it, get it. Family, you can find it on Amazon or whatever. Family Under Construction. And it taught me so much on how to be a better father. A better husband. I told you, I was a sorry father. I was a sorry husband. In my opinion, I was. But I enjoyed my family. But the thing was is that I had to work in a lot of areas of my life. It was about me. Me first. Me first. Me first. Guys, we need to change that. Okay? Now, one of the things also in a marriage is the husband has, in my opinion, this is how I look at it, the husband has 50, 51% of the vote. The lady has 49 why? Because God's going to come to you, sir. He's going to come to you and say, why did you make that decision? You're the head of the house. You're the head of the house. I'm not saying that you can't talk to her. I'm not saying that you can't say, what do you think? You're a helper. But the final decision, whether it be the decision that she gives good input and you like her, whatever she does, the thing is, is that I'm making this decision. In, in our relationship, I'm making this decision and this is what we're going to do, and this is why. Wives, when that decision is made, 
Never ridicule him. That's how you're going to tear him up just like that. In any marriage, in any relationship, you will throw him down, bam, just like that. It'll ruin your marriage because of what you do. In 25 years, my wife has never, and I've made a lot of decisions for us, but I always communicated with her. I, she has never thrown it in my face when something didn't go our way. Not one time. I can honestly say that in 25 years of marriage. It, whether it's you moving to a new house, whether it's you buying a TV that both of y'all decide, whether it's you starting a new job. Let's say David quits or wants to quit his job. Talk to Anita first. Y'all make the decision together. Stick with it, whatever it may be. Honey, this is what I believe the Lord led me to do, okay? I'm behind you. But let me give you my input. Let me show you what I think will hurt us or what area in our lives we need to look at before you do that. Okay? Okay, I'm with you. We can do that. Karen and I did that. All of our decisions we made. There wasn't one that we didn't talk about. But the final say was because of me. What I agree with you, baby. I'm okay with what you're saying. I'm going to take it into consideration. Let me pray about it. Pray and ask the Lord. What do I need to do? And once you pray and ask the Lord, then you feel led. This is how we're going to do it. It doesn't matter. Just in y'all two. Whatever the relationship is. Y'all make a decision. And it's okay that she has good input. A praying wife is a good wife. That's what you want. You don't want somebody that's just going to sit there and not say a word because you've shut her down three or four times. After a while, she's just going to hush up. Fine. And guess what? She's going to start building walls up. Everywhere she goes, there's going to be a wall up because you have tore her down. And it's no different, ladies. Don't tear your husband down by the relationship decisions he makes or whatever it is. Walk in love, patience, kindness. Not keeping up with the wrongs that people have done to you. And that could be your husband. So many times we do that. But you know what? Last week she hurt me. I'm going to pay her back this week. You know, that's not how you do it. That's not how you walk in love. That's not how you walk in kindness. If you don't like where you're, you are in your relationship, you are the only one that can change it. Amen. You're the only one that can change where you're at in your relationship. Let me say it another way. If the seed that you have sown in your family does not please you, sow different seed. Change where your family or relationship is going. Do things differently. Do things differently. If you don't like where you're at, you can change it. That's it. That's it. Okay? I told you about submitting to your husband, and I don't mean, yes, sir, yes, sir, bowing down. No. You show him the respect that he deserves because he's the head of the house because God put him that way. It's a position that God gave him. He didn't ask for it. I didn't ask for it. God gave it to us. That's how it was. I mean, it was no different if, the, if it was reversed. If that's God, what God said to do, then that's what we would have done. But it's not. He goes straight to the man. Straight to you. Every single time that you have an issue, He's coming to you. First dads, husbands. Okay? Alright ladies, I hope you all understand that. When you go through a storm, who are you choosing to go through the storm with? Remember, your teammates in this. Are you choosing your friends that you go to work with? Well, man, you wouldn't believe what me and my husband are going through. Man, that guy, I can't trust him. Really? 
Really? Gossiping, all that? Why not go to your husband and say, Honey, I need to talk to you. That's where the communication comes in. Amen. It's so important to have that communication. You can't just be throwing it out there and saying, Man, that husband of mine, that wife, oh man, she's a ball and chain. Goodness gracious. I can't count on her. She's never home. I don't know where she's at. Guess what? When they meet your wife, what is the first thing they're going to tell her? When they meet your husband, what's the first thing they're going to say? That husband of yours ain't no good, huh? I can see it. <laughs> Seriously, that's where the words are going to come out of people's mouths. So you have to be careful with what you say and how you say it. One of the things that wife and I never did, we never talked about our relationship with anybody. I mean, other than our pastor or our dear friends. That was it. But we didn't go to work. I never went to work and said, that wife of mine, oh man, never did that. Never did that. And neither did she. Why? Because we didn't want to tear each other down. That was a relationship that we wanted to build up. Come on. I'm trying to help you here. That's the last thing you want to do is tear your husband down by telling somebody else their business. Your business. I hear it at work all the time. All the time. And then after, after I get off work, they want to go meet at the, at the corner store and have a couple of beers and want to talk more about their wives. Why? I've heard it all day. Why don't I want to hear it again? Seriously, guys, y'all be careful with that. Keep things to yourself. Keep things to yourself. Stop gossiping. If you're a gossiper, stop that. That's going to hurt you. It's going to come back and bite you. I, I kid you not. You've heard that saying, sticks and stones... Break bones, words never hurt you. They will. They will. I think Pastor said that. But they will hurt you. You be careful with the words you speak to your spouse. Those are hurtful words. Why don't you make them loving words, encouraging words? Lift them up. First thing we want to do is tear them down. Why? Because he didn't look at me the right way. You know, I cut my hair and he didn't notice. All of a sudden, that sorry, no good husband of mine, I'll tell you what, if he... But let, show him the checkbook. He'll notice your haircut. <laughs> he said, you, you paid how much? Let's get the weed eater. I could have done it here for cheaper. Cost me a roller string is all. No, but encourage each other. Lift each other up. Notice each other. Notice things about the other. You have to. These are things that you might use later on in life. But it's okay. Use it. Keep it in the back. Just say, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to forget what he said about this. Why? It's important. If your husband's down and out, lift him up. In a marriage, if you give 100% and she gives 100%, doggone, how can that marriage fail? How can it fail? When he's down, honey, I got you. Why don't you sit down? Let me rub your feet. You know? But wash them first. Put socks on. Something. Goodness gracious. Don't take your shoes off now. No, but seriously though. Enjoy each other. Communicate. Lift each other up. These are things that you need to do in your relationship, in your marriage, to where you're going to see a difference in your life. As a husband, as a father. It's going to want make you want to come home and enjoy your wife. You know it's true. You know it's true. Some of you right now, man, I'd rather work overtime. I'd rather stay at work. Why? So you don't have to see her? Come on. You, not only you're not going to see her, you're not going to see your kids because you want to be at work all the time. No, one of the things I tried to do and didn't always work, matter of fact, it was Josh, I think, that uh, it happened to. I get home, I'm tired, I'm worn out. 
And Karen, first thing she says, let me tell you about Josh. I said, where is he? I'm taking my belt off. I'm about to whoop him. A new one. And she's like, no, wait, wait. But you know what? You have to leave that outside the door. You have to come in fresh. The kids don't know what you went through at work. They don't care. They don't care. You start telling them, you know what so-and-so did to me at work? <laughs> Who cares, Dad? I want to play with you, Dad. You know, I want to roll around the floor with you, Dad. That's what's important to these kids. Rolling around on the floor, talking to them, sharing some time with them. I remember Josh one time. I say Josh because just the memories, unbelievable. He's already grown and doggone gone. But one time we're sitting in the kitchen. I'm sitting at the kitchen table and Karen's already laughing because she knows what I'm about to say here. Probably, but uh, she's cutting something up, getting food ready, and I'm sitting at the kitchen table. We're just talking. Josh comes in and he says, Mom, because he always went to Mom for help. I mean, that was a good thing. Mom, can you tell me what this means? And she says, why don't you go ask your dad? I'm busy right now. Go ask your dad. And I'm this far away here. And, and, and I said, okay, come here, son. Let me help you. And, uh, and so anyways, he said, Dad, what does this word mean? I'm like, goodness gracious. I got no idea what this word means. But he, he doesn't know that. He doesn't know that. So he says, well, uh, I said, Josh, you know, you guys forgot for wisdom. He'll give you wisdom. Dad, remember this. He says, he says, Dad, can you help me with this word? And it's about that long. And I said, Josh, if I give you every definition, how are you going to learn how to use a dictionary? I said, how are you going to learn how to use a dictionary? I said, go get that dictionary. And he goes and gets the dictionary. And I said, now look it up. And he looks it up and he reads it. I said, that's exactly what it means. <laughs> and, and he says, Dad, this is the best part. You are so smart. I'm like, oh, my wife, Karen's in the background. She wants to laugh so hard. She's laughing at them. They're like, Dad is so smart, Mom. I'm telling you. And we'd be in the car and he, Dad, tell us something smart. Well, the conglomerate of the whole metamorphosis, they're like, wow, dad is so smart. And I'm like, I'm such an idiot. You know, but, but you know, they don't know. They think, and they're five, six years old, they think the world of dad. So remember these things, dad. You're special. It doesn't matter that you don't know everything yet. They think you do. That's the difference. That's the difference. You make a difference in their lives, dad. Mom, you're the tender one, loving, kind. That's usually how it is. And I can tell you how, because one day Matthew, he's not here right now, but Matthew um, and Karen were out and about. And I used to always tell the kids, knucklehead, I'm going to get you, boy. I'm going to whoop you a good one. I'm going to hit you upside the head or whatever. And Karen tried to say those things to him. And they're together, they're walking. And she goes, Matthew, I'm going to whoop you a good one. He starts crying. She's like, why are you crying? Because you're going to whoop me a good one. And, and she said, I'm just joking. Dad tells you this all the time. Why can't I? You know, and she goes, yeah, I finally realized I can't say these things. Mom, you're the tender one, the one that picks them up and loves them. You're special in that area. God put you there for that. So don't think that you're not dad. You'll never be dad. But you'll always be able to caress them and love them and hug them like dad can't. Who's the first one they call to when they fall? Mom. Mom. Dad, hey, put some dirt on it. We talked about that before. <laughs> hey, you'll be all right. 
is your leg broke? Are you bleeding? Yeah, you're fine. You know, but these are things that are important, guys. When you, when you have your kids and they're around you, enjoy them. Enjoy them because they won't be around long. I still enjoy my kids. They're still around, but they're grown and gone. It goes like that. Like that. I want to finish this off. I don't want to take too much more of your time. I hope you all enjoyed it. But I want to share with you that how important you are. Dads, put God first. Put God first in your house. It's so important. Dedicate your house, your family to the Lord, dads. If you don't already, grab them. Put them in front of you. Excuse me. Put them in front of you. And just say, you're a blessing. Let me lift you up. and Let me encourage you. Let me tell you and show you who you are in Christ. According to the Word of God. Bless them. And you know, Give them a blessing in their life. Dedicate your whole house, your family to the Lord. Father God, I, I dedicate my wife to you, Lord. She's a blessing in my life. I need her. I need her strong, Lord. She's a blessing. Heal her. Heal her hurts. Heal her body. Father God, whatever it is that she needs, Lord, I just ask you just to bless her. Why, why not say those things? Instead of, Lord, why would you give me her? Come on, Lord. Doesn't it say to submit? She ain't submitting. Come on, God. One time, and, and I told you this because my wife, I thought she was supposed to submit to me. Where I didn't read the rest where it says that she's supposed to uh, uh, stand beside me and honor me. But, but at the same time, I was supposed to do the same things to her and lift her up and encourage her. I didn't know these things until I started reading it. And the thing is, is that I would, I would ask God, Lord, change her. No, what it is is change me. As I changed, as I changed me, then I started to see the change in our relationship. Okay? Okay? It's important. It's important. And so what I did for six months straight, I prayed for my wife every day. Every day. I said, Lord, thank you for my wife. Thank you that she's a blessing in my life. Lord, I thank you that I'm changing to where I can see what her needs are. Because all I was worried about was Eloy's needs. That's not how it goes. What are her needs? And you could see our relationship soar. I'm not kidding you. It started changing. It was important for me to change me first. But once I started doing that, I could see our relationship soar. And she enjoyed me and I enjoyed her. And then we started seeing that we're it. When we go through a storm, we need to go with each other. Come on. Are you going to soar with eagles through this storm? Or are you going to fly around with turkeys? Come on. It's important in your life. Where are you going to go? Where are you going to be? Where are you going to be? Okay? You need to live it daily because your kids are watching you. You might not have kids right now. Some of you do. Some of you don't. But you need to live it daily to where when you do have those kids, it'll be automatic. It'll be automatic. Man, I want a relationship like my mom and dad. I, man, I want that so bad. Those are the things that you want your kids saying about you. About you. You don't want to hear, whew, whatever they did, I'm doing totally opposite. You don't want that. You want it to where they say, I want to be like mom and dad. One of the things is that you don't have to take what people say about you towards you all the time. You don't have to receive that. Amen. You know, when people say, well, your marriage isn't going to work, it'll work. Amen. But it's up to you to change it to work. It can't be us. We can pray till we're blue in the face. But if you don't want your marriage to work, it won't work. Amen. Because you don't want it to work. I mentioned this earlier. If the seed that you have sown in your family does not please you, 
So different seed. If you don't see like where you're going in your family, change what you're doing. I mentioned it earlier. You will go through storms in life. Do you soar like the eagle or fly around like a turkey? I mentioned it a few minutes ago. Come on, eagles fly over the storm. They go up another level. And that's what you need to do in your life. People want change in a marriage, but they don't want to change. So many times in a marriage, people want to change it, but they don't want to change themselves. And that's the hardest thing to do, to admit, to say, I need change. That's why it's so awesome with my brother over there. I need to change is what he said. I know because I had to say the same thing. I need to change me. And when I change me, I could see a difference in my wife. I could see a difference in my kids. Okay? Like I said, I want to finish this off, but I don't want to, give you the, I don't want to leave without giving you the opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads. If you were to die today, today, if you were to die, would you be in heaven or hell? Only you can answer that question. I can't answer it. You know it or not. The thing is, is that you get to make a decision. That's the free will of God where He lets you decide where you're going to go, what you're going to do. He lets you do it. And the thing is, is that one day you're going to die, whether it's today, tomorrow, next year, next month, ten years from now. And when Jesus looks at you, is He going to say, well done, good and faithful servant? Or is He going to say, away from me, I never knew you? I like to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. I'm going to count to three in when I do, and if you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. You say, well, people are watching, man. They're all here. and It doesn't matter. This is a decision that you have to make to make Jesus the Lord of your life. You have to one way or the other. If you don't, that's fine, but you're going to be in hell for eternity. That's what the Bible says. It doesn't matter what Eloy says. It matters what the Bible says. One. Man, but I, I don't know, man. I don't know about this Jesus stuff. I've never seen a meeting like this. It doesn't matter. Wait till you get to heaven. It's going to be even better. Two, are you ready? Are you ready to raise that hand and say, Jesus, be my Lord? Change me? I want to have the relationship, Jesus, with you like I've never had before, Jesus. Are you ready when I say three? Raise your hand. Three. Praise God. Praise God. Today's a day that we change. Some of you might say, well, I've lived for Jesus and I know all about this stuff, but I've fallen away. I want to rededicate my life. I want to change it to better myself. To where my family sees a difference. Where my relationship's stronger in everything that I do. Like I said, you might have said yes to Jesus years ago, but you haven't lived it. And you want to do it now. Raise your hand. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. I see your hands. I see your hands. I don't want to embarrass you. That's not my goal. That's not my desire. My goal and my desire is that you make Jesus the Lord of your life. I'm going to ask everybody to say this. Say, Jesus, Jesus. come into my heart. Change my life. I believe you died and rose again. After the third day, Jesus, be my Lord. Change my life. Make me new. 
Let people see the difference in me. And that difference is you. The rest of my life. I believe my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Jesus be my Lord. Amen. If you said that prayer and meant it in your heart, you've just made Jesus the Lord of your life. And some of you have already done it, but wanted to rededicate your life. The difference is that you can rededicate your life and change the things that you need to change. But it's up to you to change these things. Like I said, we can pray till we're blue in the face. But unless you change, it's on you. It's on you. God lets you choose the things that you want to do. It's up to you to make those decisions the right ones. In Jesus' mighty name. Father God, I pray over every one of these families, Lord, that their marriages are stronger, their relationships, Father God, that they have, that they come up another level, Lord, that they see You in everything that they do, Jesus. Bless them. Bless their families, their children, Lord. Guide them in how to raise those children up, Father God. We thank You and give You the glory. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. 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 Well, I hope you all liked it. hope you all enjoyed the message. Thank you.